Welcome back, y'all, to episode 41 of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days podcasting every single day. Nothing is off the table. Okay, so today, what I want to get into is something, you know, it's pretty interesting. It's a topic of Ecuadorian art, which has been a recurring theme as I, you know, I did one um did one podcast on the last Michelangelo, which is um, a painting which com- potentially is not his or rumored to be, but it's one of the most expensive, the most expensive paintings of all time, five hundred thousand. I suggest you go back and listen to it. And then I've also did a podcast the other day on an AI generating software that creates art, and an individual, an individual by the name of. I think Jason Allen won an art contest in Colorado State Fair for using this AI software. Well, today I want to get into something else related to art, and that is Ecuadorian art and YSML. So I was actually trying to find some type of intro where people are talking about why Samil, but what's so interesting is the majority of everything is in Spanish. I think a big reason why a lot of people don't know about him in the United States is because, you know, there's not that same type of awareness of like Frida Kahlo who had a movie played by um played by some Hayek, like, you know, because of that, that's the only reason why I really know about that type of art. So it's really interesting that Ecuador doesn't have the same type of um, covering of it, you know, because in itself, Bayez-Samil's story is really, really interesting because his dad was a taxi driver. He then started learning how to drive the tractor and, you know, and then one day he uncovered a piece of art and when, you know, Wyasamil was very young, that's where he kind of got this love for art. And what's really interesting, too, about Wyasamil is his name in itself is Indigenous Samil. It's not Spanish. So yesterday, uh, I had the opportunity to the go influence. to We'd have different see people some museums with Spanish last names or Indigenous Quito, last Ecuador, names. And which is the capital also really there. Proud. Of his indigenous um, I was able to really get a so feel enjoy for the podcast. I wish I had kind of a better different intro. time periods <laughs> but, uh, within Ecuador know, for ancient so it's just good to get information Colombian art. Now, Ecuador in itself, I mean, what's really interesting is that there was a lot of native tribes here, and there's art from three thousand years ago. Um, I posted something about it on my my Instagram, but they had these kind of like Cyrillic flutes that looked like they were probably made like last week, but here they've been in kind of preserved for over 3,000 years because they developed a unique art to kind of approach to kind of come and cook it and and make it last. But 3,000 years, I mean, that's 900 years before Jesus, and they're still there, or A.D., you know, so... It was really interesting touring it and seeing the different aspects of it. The thing about also about Ecuadorian art that I noticed is there's holes in the knees, which I'm not really sure why. And there is a lot of art dedicated to the male and female body parts. Um, 
which is great. You know, you, you see different kind of art. But essentially what happened yesterday is we kind of went on a tour going to different art museums. It was completely spontaneous. And we ended up at Waya Samil's um, home and museum in Quito. And I first became aware of Waya Samil because my wife, wife's father um, actually is like a part-time painter and he's really copied and does a lot of the art that YSM Hill does really well. And he actually gave us one of his paintings. And that's kind of where I started to get familiar with YSM Hill. Um, knowing a little bit more about him, you know, and kind of just not really going deep, but just scratching the surface. Oh, it's just an Ecuadorian painter. Well, I can honestly say yesterday, like I had like a really good experience going to his house and the museum and seeing kind of what it is. So what's really unique about Wyas Emil is he lived from um, 19, where he was born in 1919, and he passed away around 1990. And he's considered one of the most important modernist painters of all Latin America. So, you know, I mean, that in itself has this title, but you know, he's up there with one of the, you know, he's the great, he's considered one of the greatest modern painters of Ecuadorian, of Ecuador, obviously, but of, of South America as well. And what you really get with him is what, like, my sense is very genuine. Now, he would have died in Baltimore in 1999 because he was having issues with his eyes when he was 79 years old. And he went there to get a surgery, but, you know, he unfortunately had a heart attack. Now, a little bit about the backstory of Wyatt Emil is he was married three times. He had seven kids. His first marriage, he had four. In his second, he had three. In his third, he didn't. And I can honestly say that Wyatt Emil was obsessed with art. Going into his home, um, you know, in his home, when you first go into it, there's a whole story about how Wyatt Emil could have potentially have sold everything, gave it to his kids, but he sat his kids down and he said, you know, I really want to donate my house to um, the state, to Ecuador as a museum because he has over 3,000 of his own art pieces he's collected. And, you know, what's really interesting about his house is it overlooks Quito. And if you're not familiar with Quito, to me, it's it's one of the, the prettiest cities I think I've ever seen. Just how it lays in the valley over Pinchincha, the mountain, and it's just gorgeous. And his house was built in 1979, and, um, you know, it's a gorgeous home. You know, it's, like, conditioned to be a museum under it. Um, you get to walk through his studio. You really get to see the house as is almost since the day he left. And, you know, the art in there is really a representation also of Ecuador. I think that's really where, because we went to additional art museums, it allowed us to really understand how why uh, Samil's art was, it's such a part of Ecuador. And his paintings are really, really unique. And also his work ethic. So why is Samil would end up having over 3,000 paintings in his lifetime? So we did the math yesterday. And if you say you painted, he lived for 20, 26,000 days, he would paint half a painting a day, which doesn't seem like a lot, but in all reality, it's it's a lot. I mean, he was a workhorse. 
And you can see that all through his house because of how many paintings he's had and, and just the consistency of it, but how quick he could paint really, really well. And he was a sculptor too. Um, and when you go into his house, you know, you get to go back into his studio and see where all the magic happened. And you get, you know, you watch a video and it gives you an overview. But, you know, why is Samil painted this amazing portrait of this man? And, you know, he's really allowing his emotions to dictate the color scheme is what he's saying. But he painted it within an hour. And, and that just shows how quick he could do it. And the painting is at least three and a half feet tall. And he could do that in one hour. So that just shows he could go in and he could paint really, really quickly and really efficiently. And in his house, it's it's gorgeous. And you see, like, kind of just where he slept, the life you live. I love the home, you know. And, and what's really unique about the home, too, is you can stand where he would sit and paint different portraits of Quito. It would be Quito blue, Quito red. And, and you're looking where he would look where you painted. And it really gave you this sense of connection. Because I think sometimes whenever you're interacting with art, you're like, okay, cool. This is where it is. But... What makes art really interesting is the people that created it. And to see it and to experience it, it was really, it was kind of moving because I think being in Ecuador for the last three months, you know, it's always really interesting to get another piece of the puzzle for understanding culture. And I think why Samuel's art from a pre-Columbian to a post-Columbian, like he had it down. I mean... You can also go to his museum, and his museum was um, started to be built in 1996, and it was finished in 2001. Unfortunately, Wise Samil never got to see the end of it, but he does have paintings in it. And, you know, Wise Samil in itself, this is just a sidebar, you know, he was an atheist, and but he still was obsessed with, like, post-colonial Spanish art as well. So it wasn't just... An indigenous aspect it was like all things Ecuador and um, when you go into the museum you just see these large huge paintings that are 15 feet 20 feet tall you know and the gallery is really beautiful it costs about ten dollars to go in there um, and you get to see the house and the museum as well so for me it's really really beautiful and it's something that's really, really unique in itself. And um, I think whenever I went there, I was really caught off guard. But like a good example of how this happens is the ability to kind of go into the fact that he would paint condors. And condors are an aspect of... And what you're really getting out of the paintings is, you know, the condor is the bird of Ecuador. And he would paint this painting of the condor, which is an indigenous species, interacting with the bull, which is a Spanish species. And, and you see, like, the aggression and kind of the points of conflict between them. And for me, it was just, it was like a really well-captivated piece of art. And what's really unique, too, about the, 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 the museum is you can buy original paintings of Wise Mill or drawings because he did over 3,000. He has like this a crazy amount within the museum and Natalie actually purchased an original piece of art from Wise Mill. Got the certificate and all which I thought was really really awesome and she'll be able to share that forever because you know she interacts through Wise Mill 
as through her father as well. So, you know, the experience was really, really moving. And going in through the art exhibit, what you really see is also undertones of the ancient art of Ecuador. And I wouldn't have noticed those undertones had I not gone to the museum earlier and saw it. And it really gave you kind of like a unique um, outlook on, you know, kind of how he would use his art to interact with Ecuador. And he loved Ecuador. I mean, I think he was really close to the people. He really, really enjoyed it. And um, for me, it was just a really great experience. And I think any art lover who doesn't know why Samil should Google him, look him up. And if you're ever in Quito, you've got to go to the museum. Thank <laughs> you.